Amen. Um, I read the Daily Mail from time to time, and in the back of the Colour magazine on the Saturday, um, there's a set, there's an interview of somebody, and there's a whole set of they call them uh, challenging questions. You know, um, uh, what's your most memorable moment? And one of the questions in there is, you know, who do you aspire to be like? And uh, so my question to you this morning, as I uh, I'll give you the title of my sermon, it's uh, a man after or a person after God's own heart. If I asked you the question this morning, who would you like to be like? Who would you aspire to be like? You, know, you might want to have the athleticism of Andy Murray. You might want to have the kind of peace and patience of Mother Teresa. But who would you aspire to be like? And then if I turned that question and said, who in the Bible would you aspire to be like? I guess we'd all probably get our bands out that we used to have. You know, want to be more like Jesus because we want to do what Jesus would do. But there was a man, a king, an anointed one, who was known as a man after God's own heart. And that was King David. Now, I, do you know what? I look at him and I think, yeah, I, I, you wrote all these wonderful songs. Think about how many people in the world know Psalm 23 off by heart. Millions, if not billions of people would know that psalm off by heart. Written by David. And yet, yet he was a king, but he also blew it so badly, didn't he? So do I really want to be like this? Bits of him I want to be like, but there are other bits that I don't. And so I just want to look at the at King David and look at his story. And I want to start in 1 Samuel 16, verses 6 and 7. And it says this. And so this is where David's being anointed as king. So it was when they came that he looked at Eliah and said, Surely by the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at the appearance or at the physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. You know, it's something we need to be careful about when we judge other people, when we judge their behaviour, when they react to us in an unexpected way. It's very easy to go from the behaviour to the heart, from an assumption and go, oh, see, he doesn't care, she doesn't care. Because God doesn't look at our outward behaviour, he looks at our hearts. And so David had a heart after God. Now this heart, this heart that we have, it's hidden, isn't it? It's, it's, it's there, it's working all the time. You try stopping your heart. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. I believe there are people who are able to slow their heartbeat, but I wouldn't recommend trying to stop your heart. But we can't, can we? And what about the feelings that come from our heart? Can we stop those? I may have told this story before now, but somebody I used to work with is now a, now a vicar. Um, he came down his office one day and he, and he came in and he shut the door. Whenever anybody shuts the door and makes sure it's caught, you know that something's going on. It wasn't just he let the door shut behind him. He shut the door and he sat down. He said, Dave, Dave, I've, I've, I've really blown it. I said, what, what, what's the matter? He said, well, I've just been sitting in a meeting and he was in the team of marketeers. 
And uh, he said, one of my colleagues was standing and she was pointing at me and she was making her point and she was making it very forcefully and she was speaking with quite an authoritative tone. And she said something to me and I, it was just like a mist came across my eyes. I just stood up and started getting cross with her. He said, and then I left the room and I'm now here. And I said, well, what happened? He said, well, I just had this replay where it was just like she was my mum and she was telling me and it was just the way my mum used to talk to me. And I didn't feel I could, I just responded, I reacted. It was just like as if she was pressing the buttons on an electric door and the, the door of my heart opened and out came this stuff. And I said, oh, okay. So what's happened? What's the state of situation now? He said, they're still upstairs in the meeting. What should I do, Dave? I said, well, I don't know what you'd do in that kind of situation. But I said, okay, let's pray. That's the place I wanted to start. Let's pray. So I prayed for him, first of all. I prayed that whatever had been triggered in his own mind, because obviously something had come to the surface, and I prayed for him and prayed for God's peace upon his life. And as I prayed, he, he, he then, you know, he started to repent of some things that he kind of said to his mum when he was younger. He started to kind of repent of um, his response to his mum and his anger towards his mum. There were some tears and we prayed some more. And he said, you know what, Dave, I need to go back upstairs and I need to walk into that meeting and I need to say sorry to my colleague. I need to say sorry to the room. He said, do you think I need to explain why? I said, that's up to you. You can bear your heart if you want to. Uh, but he went back up to the room and he put things right. And he one on one with the lady shared what had happened for him. And uh, he had a real honest conversation about his journey with God. Do you know what? His relationship with the team changed. For good, not for bad. Because he could have left it. He could have just, oh, well, it happened. I can't do anything about it. But he wasn't willing to do that. He was a man after God's heart too. But sometimes, you know, the things that are in our hearts come out in strange and weird and wonderful ways. Sometimes we, f we feel we can't control them. But, you know, our heart is hidden. The feelings that are connected with our heart are hidden too. Both good and for bad. We can hide things in our heart, can't we? So David was a man after God's own heart. David was also a man who trusted God. He trusted God in most difficult situations. Think about David and Goliath. David and Goliath, okay, he's facing this giant and they're all standing there and who's going to fight him? Well, I will. And what was his response when people said, you, small boy? He said, well, I have been delivered from the hand of the bear as I've been the shepherd and the, out in the field. I have been delivered and set free. So I am going to trust my God. I am going to trust my God that he will deliver me. And so David was a man who believed that God would deliver him. In 1 Samuel 17, 37, it says this. Moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he also delivered me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord will be with you. And I want to say this to us, church, those listening online, the Lord will be with you. The Lord will be with you.
He has not left us. He has not forsaken us. He has not forgotten us. He is with us. <coughs> David goes on to talk about in 1 Samuel 23, verse 2. Therefore David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and attack these Philistines? And the Lord said to David, Go and attack the Philistines and save Kalia. He inquired of the Lord. You know, sometimes we don't know what to do. Sometimes we find ourselves in a situation where we say, I don't know what to do. Well, do what David did. Inquire of the Lord. Lord, what should I do? Is God willing to speak? Yes. Is God willing to listen? Yes. So let's inquire of the Lord just like David. Let's trust him for walking into the unknown. And sometimes one of the biggest fears is the unknown. One of the biggest fears that people have is the fear of the future. That's why one of the big fears is death. Because it, what happens after death? It's connected to the same thing, fear of the unknown. And so consequently, people often don't do things because they think, oh, what's around the corner? Or what if? And suddenly we're playing up, we're filling our minds with all the reasons not to do something rather, rather than the one reason to do something. In our midst of our uncertainty, the first place we should go is God is with us. He will not leave us then when we get to a place where we don't know, let's inquire like David of the Lord. One Samuel twenty four verse three. So he came to the sheepfolds of the sheepfolds by the road. And where there was a cave, and Saul sent to intend to his needs. David and men were staying in the recesses of the cave. Then the men of David said to him, this is the day of which the Lord said to you, behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hands that you may do to him as seems good to you. And David arose and secretly cut off a corner of Saul's robe. David had the opportunity to deal with Saul. He had the opportunity to kind of Finish it there and then. And God said to him, okay, what do you want to do? The enemy is in your hands. And he chose a godly, righteous way. He chose a way that showed grace and mercy. He didn't wreak vengeance on Saul. In verse 6, it says this. And he said to the men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch out my hand against him. Against he is the anointed of the Lord. So David restrained his servants from these, from these, with these words and did not allow them to rise against Saul. And Saul got up from the cave and went on his way. He stayed the kind of anger the anger and the feeling of the men and said, no, let him go. 
David too was a man after God's own heart. When we read in 2 Samuel 24 verse 7. And they came to the stronghold of Tyre and to all the cities of Hivites and the Canaanites. And then they went out to the south as far as Beersheba. And when they had gone through all the land, they came to Jerusalem to the end of the nine months and the twenty days. Then Joab gave the sum of the number of the people to the king. He was a man after God's own heart. He trusted God for his days. He trusted God for the things that were yet to come. And so I then look at David and I say, what kind of man was he? What kind of man was he that he would say these things? What kind of man would do these things? What kind of man am I thinking I might be like? And in Acts 13.22, it says this. And when he had removed him, he raised him up. Then David, as long as whom he also, he, res he gave residency and said, I have found David to be son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do my will. And so I look at David, a man after God's own heart, and I ask myself this question. What were the characteristics of David? What were the ways that he followed? Firstly, he was humble. He, he laid himself bare before God. You, you think about the Psalms that he wrote, the Psalms that we've sung today. He was humble before God. He laid himself bare before God. And do you know what? That's a good thing for us to do. Now he trusted. He was a, a trusting man. He trusted God particularly. But he was to be trusted as well because he had faithful hands and a faithful heart. He was ever loving. He knew the love of God and he gave love to his friends, to his family, to those who served him. He was faithful. Faithful and true. Even when sometimes it seemed like everybody else had given up. But these are the two that I really want to focus on. The characteristics of David. Number one, he was obedient. When God said, he said, okay, Lord. And then the second one is he had a repentant heart. I said there were parts of David's life that I wouldn't want to follow. There are things that he did that I wouldn't want to do. But what was his response to doing wrong? Was, I'm sorry, Lord. I turn from that and I turn to you. So I just want to ask us now to close our eyes maybe and think about David and think about these, is it six or seven different facets of his life and just ask ourselves, where are we? And let's go to name those things before God and just pause and let us think. So we focus firstly on his ability to be humble. 
and ask ourselves the question, are there times when we could be more humble? And we could step back rather than stepping forward. That we could lift others up rather than ourselves. Where we could step into the shadows and let others receive the thanks and praise that is deserving. We secondly look at his ability to trust, his willingness to trust and be trusted. And look at our hands and our feet and the places that we walk and the places that we do things and think, do we trust God? Or is fear our master? And not only do we trust, but can we be trusted? both by God and by others. Do we do what we say and say what we do? Thirdly, are we loving? 1 Corinthians 13 talks about the gift of love that never fades, that never fails. Are we firstly receivers of God's love? You know, each of us can sometimes not feel lovely and therefore not able to kind of receive God's love. His love is still towards us, but it's almost as though we push it away. So are we able to receive God's love so that we can give God's love? So that we can give our own love to others, those dear to us, those near to us, those who maybe don't deserve it. But are we willing to be loving? Because God first loved us. And what about this characteristic he had of being faithful? I don't just mean faithful to God, I mean faithful to others. Faithful to your word. Faithful to the promises that you make. And then to his willingness to be obedient, particularly to God. Okay, he blew it sometimes, but at other times... He turned back to God and said, Lord, I'm sorry. So are we willing to be obedient to the Father, to his will and to his ways? And finally, and most importantly, like David, are we willing to be a repentant people who say sorry when we blow it? who ask for forgiveness and to turn from that way to walk into the fullness that God has for us.
And so, Father God, we want to be men and women that one day might be known to have a heart after you. We think of David and we think of his testimony through history, written down in your word. A man who got it wrong from time to time, but yet, Lord God, is still known as a king, a man who had a heart after you. Father, help us to follow you each day. Help us to follow you this week. Help us to walk into unknown circumstances and trust you. Help us to walk in faith and not in fear. Help us to give out love and not just the overflow of our anger or our bitterness, but hearts full of love. Fill us up right now, Lord, I pray. Fill us up with your love, Lord God. Fill us up with your spirit that others might look to us and wonder. Look through us to you and see Christ reflected in us that you would and will be glorified in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's come back to worship now.